0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm always so excited to record these episodes for you and I hope that you enjoy listening to them. I really do. I do it for you. <laughs> oh, no, I should start singing. No, no, no. No, I won't. Um, if you're a parent in Australia, you're probably exhaling right now because school holidays are over and things have probably calmed down, at least that my home it has even though my daughter is not actually at school yet she will start kindergarten this year and we are counting down the days until she starts really (laughs) it'll be um it'll be a bit of an adjustment going from four days a week at daycare to three days a week of kinder plus one day at daycare still so she can keep in touch with her besties and mama gets some alone time And um, my little baby, who isn't so little anymore, um, he has started daycare too, but only one day a week at the moment. And once his big sister starts kinder, he will be going three days to daycare. So, so far he seems to be loving it. Although when I dropped him off today, he started crying. Oh, my mama heart. Um, The only issue is that he doesn't nap long enough. So we'll see how he goes. I hope he's like getting the hang of it at some point, knows that he has to sleep there because, yeah, comes home exhausted. So anyway, I hope you had a very enjoyable summer holiday if you're in Australia. And if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, I hope you're staying warm. Um, I know that my family in the Netherlands has had some cold weather already. So, yeah, put the fire on, stay warm. So... We've been out and about a little bit more than we normally do, and ever since moving to Tasmania, I have been quietly spying on all the local businesses that we engage with. You know, it's I don't know, must be a marketer, a marketer's thing to just yeah look at all of it. And I recently learned that there are close to forty thousand small businesses in Tasmania, and the majority of them employ less than twenty people. So definitely small businesses. Like we're surrounded by small businesses. That's why I thought it would be really good to talk about marketing for service provider and service providers and local businesses, because they often market themselves in different ways to people who operate online or only online. Um, mind you, a lot of businesses now operate online, even if they're local. So Yeah. The five strategies I'm going to share with you are pretty much applicable to any business, especially um, if you have a physical location, but literally they are applicable to any sort of business. So let's dive in. The first one is a website. The number one strategy for any business to have these days is a website. Even if you operate in a small local area you need a business, uh, you need a website. And I'm saying this because I have learned that many local businesses don't have a website, which really like it terrifies me. <laughs> it also means that they are missing out on so many opportunities. And your business really should have a website, even if it's a simple website, like a one-page website, because people often search on Google and will go to businesses that have websites listed in the search results. Um, Another reason is that relying on social media or on your Google profile is dangerous, not in a life threatening way, but you're building your brand on someone else's land, aka Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Google, It's not your real estate and they can take it away at any moment. So what I mean by that is if you're relying on Facebook or Instagram or or any of the other platforms for your business, you're basically operating on thin ice. I know of plenty of businesses that have lost everything because they built their business and their audience on social media platforms and not on their own real estate. Also, having your own website adds credibility. People will go online to research before making a purchase decision. And if you don't have a website, it may send the wrong signals that you're not professional and credible enough for them to do business with you. So once you have created your website, you should also make sure that it it is optimized for local users as well as mobile users. And when I say optimized for local users, I mean that you need to think about the search terms that a local user would type in to Google. Um, And one thing that helps with that is to add the areas that you service on your website. All right, number two is a Google My Business listing. And one of the most effective and easiest ways um, of local marketing strategies that you can use is to claim your Google my business listing. It is free and it provides search engine users with informations like your location, your opening hours, your contact details and other information that you supply that you put in there and it's really easy to claim your Google my business listing and you literally just have to follow the steps. One thing I want to add is that you need to make sure that it's up to date. Some people claim their listing, but then forget to keep it up to date and relevant. You know, if your opening hours change, just make sure that it's reflected in your listing. All right. The third one is to optimize social media pages. Social media is an excellent way to market your business as long as it's not the only way you market your business. Um, But much like your website, your social media pages should be optimized and localized. This means that you need to provide up-to-date information, like your business location, contact information, and opening hours. It also means maintaining an active social media account and not posting three times and then letting it become a ghost town. Um, If you are struggling to keep up with social media, you should consider outsourcing to someone or come up with a strategy that doesn't take as much time. For example, you could implement a nine grid static feed on your Instagram and I haven't spoken that much about a nine grid static feed on the podcast, Um, but if you're unsure of what it is or what that would look like, check out the show notes um, or send me a DM on on Instagram um, I have some really something really exciting coming out soon uh, about the nine grid so check out the show notes to learn a little bit more so social media is really about communicating new offers reopenings or promotions and keeping your audience up to date a lot of it, Is about reputation management. And you should be very concerned about this as your reputation is super important. So don't let it become a ghost town (laughs) Um, because people will think that you've shut your business. So yeah, keep all these things up to date. All right, number four is ask for reviews. So for service providers and local businesses, reviews are everything. They're often what makes someone take action one way or another. They either make people become your customers or they may make someone go elsewhere, which is not a bad thing. Like, you know, as long as they make a decision, it's not a bad thing. You're not for everyone and that's okay. But part of your marketing strategy should be to encourage customers to leave positive reviews online. And you can ask for Google reviews or Facebook reviews or elsewhere, but you need to have an active focus on getting reviews. And many businesses provide incentives to get reviews, which is really awesome. So for example, they offer a chance to win cash or vouchers towards their store. So whatever you decide to do, these reviews are worth so much to your business that you really should be invested in getting as many positive reviews as you can. And you should also spend time responding to reviews that your customers leave online um, and really do it in a sincere and authentic way. So avoid copying and pasting generic responses because people are smart enough to see through this. And respond to people with humility and honesty, whether it is a negative review or a positive one. Most people will also look at negative reviews and how a business responds to it and it's often more about the response than it is about the negative review like we know that not everyone's perfect right like nothing is ever perfect and even if you sell products things can sometimes go wrong things can be broken we're all human there's always you know something in the batch that's not quite right but the yeah How you respond to a review is often just as important. People need to know that you're not just going to take their money and not care. So I sometimes get a bit like, yeah, it's a bit dubious when you only have um, positive reviews. Obviously, you need to have more positive reviews than negative reviews, but every now and then a negative review is not a bad thing. It's about how you respond to it. So ask for reviews. Set aside an hour per week just to go through, respond, and make sure it's not just a generic kind of cookie cutter response. Users are turned off by that, and they'll they feel that they're not listened to. Um, really, your reviews are your unpaid sales team. They are really worth so much. There are so many people that actually base their decision making on reviews. Okay. Now that you know how important that is, number five, number five is email marketing. Email marketing is an incredibly powerful and a low cost way to market your business and to make more sales. One of the easiest ways to get people on your email list is to have a sign up sheet in your physical location so that people can sign up to receive updates and promotions from you. Obviously, if you don't have a physical location, you need to have it on your online location, on your website. Make it easy for people to sign up and give them something in return. So getting people to sign up to your email list means that they're interested in what you have to say and sell. They are voluntarily giving you a way to stay in touch with them, which means that they want to hear from you. I know so many people that... Um that don't email their audience enough because they think that, you know, they don't want to hear from them. They want to hear from you. And if they don't want to hear from you anymore, they can unsubscribe. It's really that simple. Um, But the majority will stay. So focus on them and not on the one or two people that unsubscribes. And us marketers will call this a warm audience because they have expressed interest in your business and they're also more likely to come to going to become Paid customers at some point. So those are my top five free marketing strategies for service providers and local businesses. And if I had to pick just one, I would choose the first one to set up a website because it's your digital home. It is so, so, so important. Now, I wouldn't be a very good Facebook advertising strategist if I didn't also mention a paid option, right? So paid advertising has a place among the marketing strategies out there. And my favorite paid advertising strategy is Facebook and Instagram ads. And Facebook and Instagram both fall under the meta umbrella and they can be managed from the same platform. And before diving into like more of Facebook ads, and when I say Facebook ads, I really meant Facebook and Instagram ads. So when I say Facebook ads, I lump in Instagram as well, because really, they're owned by the same company and managed from the same platform. So to me, they're the same thing. But before diving into those, I want to mention Google Ads. As I know, lots of people want to know about this and want to do them or have someone else do them for their business. And the way I see the two is that they they both have a place. I don't see them as competition at all. Google is search-driven, which means that your results will show up when people actively search, like actively search for your service or your offer. Um, So they need to be aware of their problem and desire and are looking for a solution. And with Facebook, this doesn't have to be the case. They could be blissfully scrolling their newsfeed, unaware that they have a problem or a desire, and come across your offer. So they are very different and serve a different purpose. Google ads are great for people who know what they need. Facebook ads are fantastic for getting in front of new people who didn't know what they need or that they actually need your offer. So you need to keep in mind that these two audiences are at different stages in the buyer cycle um, and people who search on Google are often more ready to buy than people who random come like randomly come across you on Facebook. That doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It just means they're different. Like I said, Facebook ads are really good to show your business and brand to people who don't know you or don't know what you offer, especially to those who didn't know that they actually need or want what you do. So there, I hope that clarifies the difference between Google ads and Facebook ads um, and where the two sit inside the marketing landscape and of course there are other paid advertising options like local newspapers, radio ads, movie theater ads, local sponsorships and they all have merit and it depends on your overall marketing strategy and as long as you have a system in place to measure results and in particular your return on investment I suggest that you try a variety of strategies to work out what's best for your business. So there's lots of options out there. That's it for this week. Make sure that you check out the show notes as I'm putting in some resources for you that will help you market your business. I'll also tell you a little bit more about this nine grid strategy that I mentioned. Um, Yeah, really, that's it. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And I can't wait to share more marketing tips with you next week. If you are ready to take your business to the next level with Facebook and Instagram advertising, make sure you visit newschoolofmarketing.com to download practical free resources, plus subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. I can't wait to go on this journey with you. Until next time, take care and market your business every day.